So welcome to another splendid edition of Decapod, and today we're going to be discussing all things 1991. Now, in special preparation for the show, I've been researching some lingo around that we used in the 90s. So as a special intro, I am going to say that today's show is going to be the bomb and dope. And to introduce the the splendid co-host I always bring, I'm going to say, sup, B. (laughs) B? Yeah, I mean, sup, bitch. She's oh. like, welcome, bitch. <laughs> it's nineties lingo, apparently. Is it? I don't. I've never, never been called B in my life. Are you not, you won't make cool kids like me. No, very much not. I mean, I've never used that phrase before, but I found it on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. All right. Other other lingo included chinny. <gasps> chinny reckons. No, I didn't say reckons. Yeah, I did that that you're doing now that no one can see, (laughs) but I didn't say reckons. Uh, I said the bomb. Stuff is brutal for being bad, so I'll be using these throughout the show, obviously. Damn Skippy. I'm doing the hand gestures as well. What's that? Uh, I think it's like when someone's a bit crazy, like, oh, damn Skippy. (laughs) And I am doing Snoop Dogg hands as well. Uh, There's the Bart Simpson classic, which was Eat My Shorts. That yeah, was quite cool around. Yeah. Uh, dude. Um, I still use dude. <laughs> I use dude because I think it's really good for, so you're not saying male or female. Yeah. I find dude really just works. Although it's got more of a male connotation, but I find dude helpful. Uh, yeah. And then I think the other one I found was dope, but I mentioned that to me. Yeah. So, uh, well, sup B. <laughs> I'm good. Sup also B. I can't do it. I'm not cool enough. Well, you know, if you hang about with me long enough, some of the coolness may rub off yes. onto onto you, and you can you can live up to my, I don't know, my my level of epic awesomeness. Okay, but I am like you know, I'm very very excited about talking about 1991, and I've not shared with you what this was, but there was something I discovered around 1991 and as soon as I saw it I was like oh my god this is going to be the best episode ever so I'm I'm very very excited to talk 1991. The best episode what? Ever! I think you need to introduce every episode like that now. Okay. Uh, Is this something that ties in with what we're talking about or is it does does it deserve its own special slot within the show? I'm going to make a case that it deserves its own talking point. I'm going to make a case that it's ever got its potential for its own episode. Let's kick off with, okay. with Emma's unique talking point. <laughs> right. So this came about when I was, so you know that the way I sort of do the music bit is I stick the year into Spotify and hope that the songs it gives me are the right year. And a very epic song came up, which then reminded me that must be this film came out. So basically the song that came up was the Brian Adams song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, which means we get to talk about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is one of my all-time favourite films. Yay. <laughs> I'm not excited by that at all. What? 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 Not even Alan Rickman. I'm excited about Alan Rickman. Yeah. Always Alan Rickman. It's a film that never did it for me. I'll tell you what we will do. Um, we will we will do a special episode on this. I will re-watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves specifically, um, and, and we will do a specific episode all around Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
yay or or just yeah and then maybe Robin Hood because then we could also watch Disney's Robin Hood which is my favorite Disney film um is that the one with a fox yes um very um complicated feelings for that fox and I'm not the only one it's quite a common thing of a lot of um people having crushes on the Disney Robin Hood it's quite right hold on (laughs) okay We've what four minutes into the show, <laughs> and we're discussing bestiality. Hey, it's not though because it's Disney. But it's a fox. <laughs> Damn it's straight, he a... is. <laughs> well, there you go, nineties lingo, but it's still a fox. I mean, I don't know when um, what's it called, Roger Rabbit came out. So the what well, I've forgotten the name, Jessica Rabbit. Yes, cartoon, very attractive, but she's actually depicted as a female. <laughs> yes, not a fox. I know I'm not alone in this. We've got a mutual friend who agrees who agrees with me on this as well. And we've got a mutual her. friend who is also into bestiality. No, no, no. Into Disney's Robin Hood. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we actually usually agree on a lot of stuff. And like when we do these podcasts, one we come on and we're quite they kind of sink in quite well. I feel like this is a very disjointed start in that it feels like we're arguing over the pros and cons of bestiality. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like... we were discussing bestiality last week. <laughs> is this going to be a theme of the show? Is this a new segment? <laughs> I've just remembered. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, let's, just, let's just stick a pin in it and put it next to thriller or horrors. <laughs> And because it's the wrong decade anyway, I think it came out in the 70s, so it's the wrong decade for us. So we'll talk about it when we get to that. Okay, uh, <laughs> just on that note, and here's another poll for you uh, which is the greatest Robin Hood film of all time? Oh, well, it's oh dear, um, it's got to be Disney's Robin Hood, <laughs> it's a close second, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. I just love it, I love both of them, it's really close for me. I'm going to go with Disney's Robin Hood because it's just a tiny bit funnier. No. If we're talking comedy, (laughs) we're talking Robin Hood men in tights. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. (laughs) It's the greatest Robin Hood film of all time, of which wasn't also 1991. (laughs) No. We are tying in nicely here. It will be the 90s, so it's coming. It's a great film. I'm looking forward to watching that again. Yes, we should do a Robin Hood special where we, we look at all the Robin Hoods. Yeah. Including Maid Marion and her Merry Men. Oh, yes. That's was, possi- oh, that's probably about 93. Uh, also available on BritBox at the minute. Is it? So, yes. <laughs> Other streaming platforms are available. Yeah, unless they want to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in which case only BritBox. So what other than and Robin Hood, uh, men in not men in tights, Prince of Thieves, what were your other takeaways initially from 1991? Well, the other thing that I know is it from a TV perspective, it's when bottom started. So that's quite that's quite an important discussion point. Um, it's also I know you don't like me talking about people who died, but there's a big death in 1991, which is Freddie Mercury. Um, well, that's made me sad now. <laughs> I mean, 
obviously people listening to this show don't know this, but before the show, you made me grumpy <laughs> and you've now proceeded to make me sad. So you've now probably got an hour to go of me being grumpy and sad. No, we can lift it once we talk about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So it's good. I can get us back on track. Um, and also, I, I feel as though um, it was probably the height of Simply Red. I feel like they were they were very sort of prominent. Maybe. Um, I, I'm trying to think if... I was trying to think if I had any Simply Red songs down, the songs I've noted. It probably would have been easier to look down and see the songs I've noted. Uh, I don't think I do. Um, my overriding thought for 1991, and this could apply to every year, to be fair, but it was the first year that I've looked at where I thought, that can't be right. That can't be right. And I'm right looking at songs and films thinking, that can't be 1991. And I double-checked, and I'm fairly confident most of them are, but it just seems to not fit right. Which like is too early or too late? Either. I don't mm. know. It just doesn't... I think some reason my, my perception of songs in 1990, songs and films and TV seems to be out for 1991. I mean, I was nine, in, I turned nine in 1991. So obviously a year older than 1990. So maybe I was just starting to come into the, the time of actually paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, probably. Whereas, yeah, prior to that, it was a bit more blasé and just, you know, playing with figures and not really acknowledging what's on the telly. So where shall we start? Where do we normally start? I know <laughs> like, I've already forgotten the general order. Do we start with the music? Start with the music, don't we? Well, I mean, this is the second episode. So in terms of where we normally start, <laughs> we've only got one to go off. I mean, we can start with the music. One thing I will say with the music is, I, I know you use the Spotify uh, technique. I struggle for that because I'm driving usually when I'm listening. So I have to search online and, and I look at um, songs. Anyway. This time, I made a typing error without realising when I searched for songs online or songs 1991, and I typed in dongs 1991. That's not what I was expecting to pop up. Well, I mean, I'm probably not the best person to ask that question. (laughs) Let's just say it wasn't what I expected to see. I'm totally going to put it in. There's Google later. Well, there's definitely a couple of dicks within this episode. (laughs) Yeah, mm, we're hosting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so so songs from 1991 uh do you want to do you want to relay yours first you've already mentioned one so do you want to relay yours first yeah so um again i'm not i'm never ever saying that these are like my favorite songs but they're the ones that really jump out at me where i go it really puts me back in 91 so there was jason donovan with any dream will do because it was when he was in his Joseph era and I felt like that you couldn't sort of go anywhere without knowing about that so I thought that was important to mention yeah and that, that sticks in my head as well because my sister um used to sing that all the time um and then we'd all just have to gather around and go ah <laughs> every school did that song yeah either as a end of term thing or just an assembly so that was extremely prominent. Um, another very important song, I think, and I reckon this will be on your list, is One and Only by Chesney Hawks. Uh, I don't have that on my list. Yeah. But again, I took a similar approach to you in that I didn't do a top, because there was too many, I think, to do yeah. a top 10. So I did the ones that jumped out at me, uh, that either jumped out at me because I remember them from the time or jumped out at me because I still actively 
pursue singing those songs now. Yeah, I actually, um, Chesney Hawks, he did the old university sort of trail so got to see him sing his he tried to sing another song you know <laughs> just like just sing the song we know you for come on let's not mess about do your song because ian brown's coming on next so it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> ian brown must have been like what what's my life become uh, so there was that then there was um everything i do and i did a little air punch when that came on I i've mean- got quite a funny story about everything well, I I'm do. just going to jump in first because that's so you've seen Bottom Live, seen Jasper Carrot Live, you've met Patrick Moore, uh, we've now <laughs> seen Chesney Hawks. Is there anything else coming up on this episode that you've seen live or been introduced to or harassed? Um, I don't think so, but these things tend to come to me as and when. So, because your harassment list is quite long as well, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. absolutely shameless. Okay, so uh, tell us your story around uh, everything I do. Yeah, so I think it would have been quite common, commonly used as a first dance at, at weddings. And I went to um, a wedding in about 2003, 2004. I don't know why, I don't know why the timeline's important. Um, and see, I'm just obsessed with dating things. Um, and they had this for their first dance, but they put. I'm them... sorry, you just said you're obsessed with dating things. <laughs> I'm about to about to do this Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, they had this as their first dance song, but there is two versions of it. There is a there's a normal version, but there's a long version, and it's got like this massive kind of instrumental bit in yeah. the middle, right? And they're doing that thing. And eventually the bride just went, oh, this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> she got fed up of her own first dance song. And I just always thought that was just, that's always stood, stuck with me with that song. Uh, so I got that. Uh, the Shoop Shoop song. Yes, uh, I very much enjoy the Shoop Shoop song. I do. I can't stand Cher. I very much enjoy Cher. <laughs> Oh, this is the this is the episode where we don't agree on anything, isn't it? I mean, potentially, but so you should have said no. It won't be. <laughs> you know, I'm not quick with the whip. <laughs> um, driven by you, Brian May. You should like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I'm a, I drive for a living. That's... <laughs> Is this a standard we've reached on this show already? Did you write that for that reason? Or did that just come to you spontaneously then? That's just come to me. Okay. But it was used on the Vauxhall ad as well, wasn't it? Was it the Vauxhall ad? It was used on a car ad. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I know the song. Yeah, you do. Oh. <laughs> Everything I do is driven by you. No. Anyway, so <laughs> no, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. I was nearly going to try it. No, I'm not going to. You'll just have to look it up afterwards. Right. Um, and then touch me. <laughs> <laughs> you left a, a pause there. <laughs> Which... <laughs> okay, so you've gone from bestiality. So I wanted to date everything. And now we just say in touch me. Oh dear. By Kathy Dennis. Do you yeah. love that? Yeah. 
I don't have it, but I, 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 <laughs> but yes, this there's the thing though with this one. Um, there was a lot of really good songs. Yeah, um, and I did struggle to 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 pick ten on there. So yeah, there was. I had the same thing. I 1990 was all right, but I just felt in like 91. I was like, oh, there's so much stuff I love on this list. Um, so well, a couple. I've, Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I thought okay. 1990 was really good until we got to 91. Yeah. It's like, 1990 is shit. <laughs> 1990 can suck balls. Look at 91. There's so much yeah. good stuff here. Apart from TV. Oh, we're coming to TV, but there's a couple of lifesavers in there, but they want a lot of quality no, TV-wise. No, there wasn't. My TV list is quite short. Um, and was um, the reign of MJ still? So black or white was yes. 91. You got that. I have black or white, and, and that's it tune it is it is it is a very good song yes um we've linked to the simpsons so i thought deep deep trouble could have gone with the bartman i think but i prefer deep deep trouble as a song no <laughs> that's not on my list oh really then i've got hole of the moon by the water boys which is one of my favorite songs see that would have been on there but i must have missed it when i was busy looking at the dongs of 1991 <laughs> You're getting distracted. Yes, I, I didn't <laughs> see the moon because of the dongs. The whole of the moon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and um, I jot this one down. Um, so this will make you depressed. This will make you depressed again. So I can bring this back. So I oh, have good. <laughs> Days of Our Lives by Queen. That's and, not going to make me depressed. No, well, it will when I tell you my facts. Oh. <laughs> You ready? No. Because I might. this might make me choke up a bit saying this. I know this um, fact from reading a bit. So that video, he's, it's all in black and white and he's really heavily made up and it's the last video he made before he died. And the very last thing he does in that video, oh, I can feel myself going, <laughs> um, is he turns to, he looks straight into the camera and he um, says, I still love you. And everybody thinks that was his last message to the fans. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. And I just, a massive, I am a massive Queen and Freddie Mercury fan. And like knowing that fact is just, just really lovely. I, I might be getting confused here. Oh, no. Sorry. I know why. Uh, I, I was thinking it wasn't the last song, but it was. It was the last song of Freddie Mercury, wasn't it? They did one after. Was it Only the Good Die Young? Yes. The, that's the one yeah. that's in my head. But he wasn't in that, was he? It was Brian May on vocals, I think. Yeah, Brian May couldn't wait. Just couldn't wait <laughs> to sort of like, <laughs> like, I could show everybody I can sing now. And everyone went, yeah, but you're not as good as Freddie, are you, dick? No one's Sorry, as good as Freddie. I might have Freddie. issues with Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell. Kept that to yourself quite well. Um, but... No, I mean, everyone said, oh, a lot of people say, I oh, know I'm not the, the only person to say this, I'm not the first, not original, but that it, it was special, wasn't it? Freddie Mercury, there'll never be another one. Uh, it was just epic performer and just a bit bonkers as well, but in a good way. Yeah, and it's, so they still, I don't know if they still tour now, but it annoys me that people go to see them with, um, Adam Lambert. I haven't got anything against Adam Lambert as a person, but don't bullshit me saying you've gone to see Queen because you have not. <laughs> yeah. Because you are not Queen without Freddie Mercury. And I'm sorry to the others. They all wrote. They all wrote at least one hit. It's all good. They all had talent, but he was he was the band, and and that is that. I think 
don't they advertise it as Queen with Adam Lambert? Yeah, they do. But like the withs, like Adam Lambert, it's just, I don't know. I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. I think they should have just either had the solo careers or I just don't. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but I'm going to turn this around really quickly because there was something else that I realised um, from 1991. So 1991 was a comic relief year because they're always on odd years. And the comic relief song for 91 was the stonk, which made me really happy to remember that the stonk existed and hail and pace were in our lives and they were sort of in mainstream entertainment. I'm glad that that has regained the cheer for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I wrote some other things down, but I'm going to let you go through your list because I'm nice like that. Well, there was was only four, I think, that that you said. Uh, And again, looking back on on episode one and indeed when we spoke on introduction, there's clearly some I got wrong there. So, you know, these could be from any year. But I was surprised with some of them. But yeah, uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica is on my... Oh, so that would have absolutely passed me by. Okay. Uh, also have, and this is is one of my... It's Actually, I'm going to say it's one of my favourite songs. It's one of them songs where I would never say it's one of my favourite songs until I hear it. And when I hear it, I go, oh yeah, I love this song. One of those. Mm. Uh, should I stay or should I go by The Clash? Wow. So 91. That, that's got to be a re-release. Yeah. But it was released in ninety one. Yeah, like the Righteous Brothers the last year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Shiny Happy People by Ariam. Yeah, so they were one of my afterthought notes that I wrote down. Uh, I had um, uh, the what's it called? Fred Adams song that you told me about just now. Everything I do with a few. I had that on, but I also had um, "Can't Stop This Thing We've Started." What's that? The Brad Adams song. I don't know that one. Was that connected to a film? No. No, that'll be why. It was just a song. Oh. <laughs> which ranked higher in my list than than um And the one that stayed in the charts for half a year, was it? How long how many weeks? <laughs> it was somewhat stupid, wasn't it? It was like I don't know, but it was a lot. Um how long did Wet 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 stay in the chart? For that one as long, was it? But it was a long time. It was. That's coming soon. That'd be ninety-four. Um, and then the other two I had were Give It Away by the Chili Peppers uh-huh. and one of, I think, the most underrated songs of all time, which was Summertime by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh oh, Prince of Bella. Nice. I don't know why. Oh, no, I have I have written it down. I genuinely have written it down. I don't know why I didn't put it in my in my tent to mention, but yeah, I agree that. you That could still, I think that could still come out now and just find its little find a place in the in the sort of do they still have charts now are the kids do they do they <laughs> i don't think they have the uk top fight on a sunday oh did you used to do the hot i know this is almost cliche to talk about this but were you like me were you recording it press pause between the songs <laughs> yeah oh, i love that that was my sunday and if you're proper hardcore, you and like it started at four, <laughs> like on Radio One, and it went all the way through till seven. And they used to tease you as well. So they'd be like, "There's a new entry yeah. on whatever song it was, and we're not going to tell you what number it is yet." And then you get up to like number three, and then they'd, they'd let you in to so obviously whatever it was. But they'd tease you all the way through. 
Yeah. And then I can remember actually with the Brian Adams one um, every week, is someone anyone going to knock it off this week? Yeah. And that would be the bit, that's and then they true. wouldn't, and it'll be really anticlimactic. <laughs> but that's, well, that's kind of the 90s in general. Oh. No, it's not. It's a what have I just said? Of course, it isn't, Emma. Sorry, I talk nonsense sometimes. There's nothing anticlimactic about the 90s. Oh, no, apart from the millennium. So everyone thought something was like huge was gonna happen and it was like meep <laughs> nothing. Yeah, that was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Remember for the millennium, I think I've got this right. I must have this right. Uh I babysat my niece while my brother went out because I've got a brother who's older than me and I looked after his daughter. So I didn't celebrate the millennium. Well, I didn't really because I worked so I used to work as a waitress at, for the Masons um, <laughs> <laughs> that's as much as I can possibly say <laughs> so I wasn't having like I wasn't like in Skeg Vegas or anything for it it's not Skeg Vegas <laughs> you try to tell no it's what? Cas Vegas and Ponte Carlo <laughs> mm. Yorkshire version, Cas Vegas and Ponte Carlo. And um, we go to, we don't go to Filey, we go to Filet. Filet. <laughs> I thought it was Scarbados. No, well, maybe. Yeah. Not overly familiar with Yorkshire coastal resorts. <laughs> um, anything else? Like, I've also got, <laughs> sort of going along my theme, I've also got I'm Too Sexy <laughs> by Right Said Fred. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I skipped over that one. And the reason I skipped over it is because I assumed it would be in your top 10. <laughs> and I've, I've also got Let's Talk About Sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that song was shit. I can remember, though, playing it at school, at primary school. Well, not me playing it. I remember some of the kids brought out a Walkman in or something and um, thinking it was like the, the naughtiest thing ever to play this song. I am absolutely shook. I absolutely love salt and pepper. Absolutely love it. Okay. Oh. This is a year of combat between me and you. <laughs> I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till we get to films and we get the horror thriller debate again. Oh, oh God. Well, it's um, not a debate. I'm just right, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to just cover albums as well while we're on music uh, you're welcome to talk about albums oh yeah you know, right so I, I've only put down <laughs> put down one two three I've put down five so this is where Simply Red came in remember I mentioned a callback because um, Stars by Simply Red I remember I like everybody had that album yeah um, I always have this thought I can't remember I think it might be um Money's too tight to mention, and I'm not clever enough to do this, but I really want to get a grab. There's a sound that Mick Hucknall makes in one of the songs. I think it is Money's Too Tight to Mention. And uh, there's like a talking bit, and the woman in it goes something like, I really love you, like that. And he goes, (laughs) and I really want that sound because I don't think a sound ever summed up what a person is like as that sound as Mick Hucknall. Um, I'm going to try and find it and send it to you. I'm going to send you the exact moment in the song that it happens. Well, I've just wrote down, grab Mick Hucknall's grow. <laughs> so you've seen what my notes are like, so I don't know. 
can just about read it. Grab Mick Pucknell's grr. Um, it's not like that. It's, it's more sleazy than that. It's like, um, anyway, um, and then I put Greatest Hits 2 by Queen coming out then as well. And I, I absolutely really love that out of the because there's one, two, and three, and I think two is the best. It's through the live one. No, it's kind of got when you got the I think there might be one where they've got a lot of the live songs on, but three kind of had things like um mass, not mass, princes of the universe. Um, and those and um, the Christmas song, which is my all time spoiler alert. If we do a Christmas episode, my, my favorite Christmas song of all time is is Queen, and thank god it's Christmas because I just it's underrated. Um, so I had that. Then there's also, and I thought this came out later, but this actually makes sense Dangerous by MJ. Um, again, which reminds me of going on a school trip to the Norfolk Broads where one of the Boys ate too much chocolate cake and was sick in his shoes. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Dangerous by Michael. So, all oh, right. Dangerous by Michael Jackson made you think of going on a school trip to Norfolk Broads where someone ate too much chocolate cake and was sick in his shoes. <laughs> how? Because I took the album on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I always remember having it and playing it on the boat. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I was never uh, a Michael Jackson fan as a kid. It was only when I got older that I started to, to like him. And I think, if I'm being completely honest, it's because the school I went to was a very rough school. And everyone was like, took Mick out of him. And if you were a certain, like a certain band or whatever, you would be bullied massively. So, um, so yeah, I think I stayed clear of him intentionally. Uh, that was... I appreciate him now. Yeah. There's a joke there somewhere, but I'm not going to say it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'd also written down disc- discography by Pet Shop Boys, because I think that's quite a big sort of one for them. And then also now 20. Because I, I had now 20 and I just thought we should bring the Now albums in because they were so important in our youth. Always got a Now album at Christmas. Yeah, but I mean, bring them in every year. We'll just be saying like now 21 and now 22. <laughs> it's We'll just, just roll through some numbers. All right, then we'll bring them back at random episodes. Right. Okay. <laughs> they'll be exciting for the seven listeners will they mention now today or will they not it's exciting i should have saved my um i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> for that one i made a pact with myself to only say it once an episode i've already wanted to say it twice oh i could go for a record of how many times i can make you say it i'm good with that <laughs> How many episodes of this have we got planned? <laughs> Probably only two if I keep carrying on the way I'm uh, going. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. If, if it's still Emma next episode, <laughs> it could be Terry and someone else. I'll be saying sup B and someone else will respond. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Good luck. Good luck to you both. <laughs> <laughs> so we go on to TV because we've both kind of said it's a bit barren. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of good ones on there. What what have you got for TV? What stands out for you? Okay, so we know the B 
thing that we'll probably talk towards the end because that's the most to talk about. But shows that started, um, I've got the British Empire. Yes, which is utter shit. Yeah, but I bet I bet you could do it. You can do the, the impression everybody else always does. There's always someone's name someone always says when they reference that show. I can't remember what what was oh, it. It was go oh Colin. No, I think I've erased it from my brain. I can just remember. <laughs> all I can remember is she kept the baby in a drawer. <laughs> and... oh, I like doing impression of her. Mr. Business. <laughs> see, I like. See, that's a good impression. Um, but no, that's utter tripe of a TV show. I I used to watch it every week, and it's just abysmal. Did you I think th- that even as a kid? Yeah, I can remember not laughing. I can remember just sitting there, just not having a clue what was going on, and just not being amusing. I I quite liked it, (laughs) but as a kid, I know I would agree. If you put it on now, I'd go, yeah, it's awful. But that's because because of things like The Office, we sneer at that kind of comedy now, and that's what that that's what The Office almost tried to. um, Definitely, extras tried to shine a bit of a light on that kind of studio comedy, quite hammy catchphrase type stuff maybe but i just generally think that the british empire was shit oh well okay well let's move <laughs> on to something that <laughs> i don't like it enough to try and defend it you see um let's go to something that i know you like and if you disagree with me now i know you're just doing it <laughs> and we'll have you because you've mentioned it on a previous episode fresh prince of bel-air came to our screens in 91 it might have started earlier in america I think I mentioned this last episode. Um, as being on TV? Yeah, which I'm presuming was because I saw it as being on from um, uh, America, like we said. But yes, phenomenal TV programme. I love the Fresh Prince of Bella. Uh, when they put it on Netflix, I went back and rewatched it all. It's such a good show. It's such a good show because it's funny above anything else. It's great characters. And also, there's it's one of those where it's, it's got... Despite being a comedy and despite being wacky and zany and a bit nuts, it had some heartfelt moments yeah. in. I mean, there was that scene I can remember it, see it all the time on TikTok and stuff where uh Will's getting upset over his dad and then his uncle yeah. Felds gives him big hug afterwards. And it's like it's really heartwarming. And it, looking back, it was my first introduction, and I'm not qualified to talk about this at all, but it was my first introduction to race in the well, I didn't know anyone of any other ethnicities or colours other than myself at that time. But also I can remember there being an episode where uh, Will and Carlton had been arrested and kind of the mm-hmm. reason they'd been arrested was because they were black. Yeah. And, and that they were talking about that. I can remember that. I don't know if I'd maybe watched that at that time, but maybe not long after, maybe I was a little bit older. But I can remember that resonating with me a little bit. So, so yes, um, good shout out. Oh, good. Um, I've got I've got a quirky little fact about it, if you want. Yes, I like quirky facts. Um, so, you know, there was two Aunt Bibs. Yes. That's because Will completely and utterly sort of stabbed the original one in the back. Like, they, they fell out massively, so she got cut from the show. But they did a whole reunion thing, and they've made up now. Oh. And they've, like, had a, a tete-a-tete and sort of... <laughs> I've had a what? 
Right, okay. Head to head. <laughs> um, and, and, and they sorted all that. And there's this, there is a really nice video of them kind of, he, she had to explain she was like a working mum at the time and things like that and things were really difficult. And he basically sent her into poverty. But I forgive him anything because the man is beautiful. Well, Smith. Yeah. He did that picture recently, didn't he, about his dad bod. And I'm like, fucking phenomenal to me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, my breasts are still bigger than your head. It's fine. <laughs> you're you're okay. But he's just a lovely bloke as well. Seems it, doesn't he? Yeah. Janet Hubert didn't um, agree for a while, as in original Aunt Viv, but she's back on that side now. So well, that's all right. All is she's, well. she's got over her, um, her crippling debts and stuff. Yeah, so that's it. Forgives him now. Yeah, that's all good. But the second um, Aunt Viv was shit, wasn't she? Um, she wasn't the same. I did really like original Viv. Yeah. But she had was... some sass. Yeah, and she was um, she was a professional dancer, wasn't she? And there was an episode... <laughs> Uh, you said she's a professional dancer, wasn't she? Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Why would you? I hope that's rhetorical because <laughs> there's an episode where she she does dancing properly in it. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, okay. So, uh, if you think of anything more different, <laughs> well, again, it's a, it's a it's a TV show about family, but then you go from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The next thing I've got is Darling Buds of May. Oh, it's very different. But you think about the three you've gone for in <laughs> the British Empire. It's at Fresh Prince of Valais. It's at Darling Buds of May. No, I never, well, I must have watched an episode or two, but I, I've never, I think it's relevant mentioning because it was quite a significant TV, TV show over here. You know, just saying over here for all the American listeners, obviously. Yeah. Uh, not just American, around the world, global uh, base that we've got. Um, but yeah, that just it was a bit dull, wasn't it? I'm sure it's yeah, um, bit twirly, bit twirly whirly, really. Um, but yeah, so I got that, but that led me down a little rabbit hole for David Jason. So I was like, oh, I wonder what Only Fools and Horses was doing in 1991, and that was when they were doing the, the Christmas specials, so weren't necessarily doing the series. And that one was Miami Twice. And I remember watching, I do remember that being on, because that was um, in the days when Only Fools and Horses was your Christmas day. Yeah. That was the big event on Christmas day. They did that. And I really remember that one strongly. They go to Miami and David Jason plays two parts. And maybe they did it because the Godfather part three had only just come out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was doing those. And it's really good. I Weirdly, though, it makes me a bit uncomfortable because loads of it doesn't have the audience, so there's no yeah. there's no laughter track. Yeah, and as funny as Only Fools and Horses is, there are times when you need the laughter track in it yeah. to remind you that it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I had that. Then another one that, that leapt out of me was Brum. Brum? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think Brum. I know Brum. Do you not remember the little car that could? <laughs> yeah. Now you've said that I described what it was. Yes. And it had eyes. Yes. I mean, how could I forget that? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Surely that was your, you saw your path. <laughs> yes. I remember being nine and seeing oh, no, Rome on telly. 
that you should hate it because he could drive himself. <laughs> so you're like, no. I'm going to ruin my career in future. Damn yeah. you, bro. Damn you. Um, yeah, so I had that. And then 2.4 children. I, I have noted down 2.4 children, which was also crap. I used no! to watch it was rubbish. I used to watch it every week and I've kind of kind of chuckled to myself a little bit, but I think I saw it on UK Gold or something the other week and and it no, it's not very good. I can still remember my favorite episode of it, and I don't even know how or why, but there was a snake in the living room and they're like this they're frozen to the spot and they can't do anything and then they notice that it doesn't sound funny at all <laughs> she notices the house across the road's on fire so then she sticks a basket over it really quickly so she can go look out the window no, it doesn't right. sound it like sound comedy funny. central does it no i really i love that i i, I really love that show you know? i can remember my joke every time i watched it as a nine-year-old or eight however old it was um, going, oh, could you have 2.4 children? I'm thinking I was hilarious for saying that. Yeah, I, um, I, I, it took me ages because it was that the average, yeah. wasn't it? That's where it came from. But I kind of had a similar thing as a kid. But I was like thinking, are they like saying it's like they've got two, two children, but it's 2.4 because the adults are like children as well? And that's always what was going on in my head. I don't know why I had that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk like that in 91. I wish I did. I might have had more friends <laughs> or less. Who knows? Um, but that was my TV roundup minus the big show. Did you have friends at school? <laughs> you sound like my therapist. <laughs> um, I did. I tended to have really close, like a best friend. I had um, in primary school. Um, she's going to get a lot of mentions. Um, I mentioned the last episode, Suzanne. Um, she was with me on day one of primary school, right through to the last day of primary school, and um, we did the eleven plus. I passed it. She sadly did not, and we parted ways. We tried to stay friends, but our worlds were just too different. And yeah, so there was Suzanne, and then scatterings of other people. You were destined for Decapod. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. But we're destined for greatness. Um, <laughs> I didn't have many friends at primary school because my, my friends seemed to disappear from me. I had one that had to move school and he was my best friend. Then I had one that decided to become some kind of common criminal. This is still at primary school. And then he kind of disappeared. Then I had some friends who, there were three of them. And I went up to them on the, the playground at one point. And they were kind of running around with their arms out. And I said, can I play with you? And they said, no, we're playing, we're playing Eagles and we've got too many as it is. I'm like, oh, I can remember oh. just walking away and sitting on the wall by myself. <laughs> oh. I, like, I can't be an eagle. Oh. So there you go. Um, all right, well, I will go on to mine then. Uh, and again, uh, please don't take any of these as being from 1991. <laughs> but I did look at a list and it said there were. So we'll go with that. I've got the Back to the Future, the cartoon series. Never seen it. It was fun. Um, I don't think it was voiced by, yeah. I've forgotten the name, it's Michael J. Fox and what's his face, Doc Brown. Christopher Lloyd. That'll do. Um, I don't think it was voiced by them, but it was. I remember it being fun and enjoying it of the time. Also, uh, it said on my list that Jerry Springer started in 1991. Wow. 
Okay, so that's which, way earlier than I would have guessed. Which I never particularly liked or enjoyed, but it was bonkers crazy. Jerry, Jerry. Um, the Adventures of Tintin was 1991. Oh, Yawnfest. No. I hated Tintin. Still watch that now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Home Improvement was 1991. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, Sorry to make Hope back. <laughs> Now, Grot Bags was 1991. Yeah, I very much enjoy Grot Bags. Yeah, I was quite scared of her. Now, these three, I double-checked on multiple lists, and they all come back as 1991, but I don't believe the 1991, even though I checked on several resources. So I'm I'm going with it. Big break. (laughs) Now, yes. That, that, uh, That feels right to me. Okay, Jim Davidson, um, currently, well, now, you know, grumpy old racist, but at the time it was yeah. amusing on Big Brick. But it was um, supposed to be this whole, because he was the risky comedian, and then he got into, he was like Mr. Light Entertainment. I still know, I think I still know the words to the Big Break theme song. <laughs> it's like, it's only a game, so put up a real good fight. I'm going to be snickering you tonight. Thank you. Yeah, I'm done. Um, Sorry. The other two, uh, Noel's House Party. Yeah, that, again, that feels right to me, yeah. I was assuming these were wrong. Uh, I love Noel's House Party. Yeah, that was one, bring it back, man. It was just fun. I mean, Blobby scared the crap out of me, but it was just fun, the entire thing. And they don't. Um, the closer thing we've got to that now is that index Saturday night takeaway. And they are blatantly, they blatantly have just, got the format and doing it in the way yeah. that they can but yeah gotchas i used to love oh um wait till i get you home and uh, what was the the one where uh, where they would just stick the camera on someone what was that bit was oh it was called? it in the room where they were yeah. watching tv and they'd be filming them and do yeah, stuff and going bit- wrong or something oh am i getting mixed up oh uh, i can't remember now but yeah they, they just talked them through telly wouldn't they yeah, they'd just be watching it. Not like the whole family like had put cameras in, and then the camera crew would burst in. And I always wanted to go in the. I wanted to go in the gunge tank. Um, I just and I loved the fact that just random celebrities came in. You got Neil Morris. You go, okay, the windows like that. Oh, it's a I've great a, show. We saying that I've just had a flashback to watching it, and every time my mum and dad or one of them would joke and say, "What if we're on it?" And I would just crap myself. <laughs> and I'd just panic and I couldn't enjoy it for fear of Noel Edmonds oh. bursting in the door with oh, the yeah. camera crew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Noel Edmonds was fun. Uh, and then also Soldier Soldier. No way. Was that night once? Well, yes, on. Emma, because <laughs> that's what it said on my lists. Um, like, oh no, that would make sense, right? No, would it? No, that feels that that's the only one that doesn't sit right with me because obviously Robson and Jerome had their little singing career, and I was well ensconced into um, secondary school. But if you're telling me that, then it must be right. If I've got nine out of ten, then that's a win for me. <laughs> but then, as you said, we come to the the granddaddy of them all, the epic masterpiece. The, the wonderful joyousness that still brings pleasure to this day. The, <laughs> I just realised what my next line is going to be. The wonderful pleasure that still brings joy to this day, bottom. Yes. Yes. 
uh, a show I neither of us probably should have been watching in 1991. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but thankfully to shady parenting. Because <laughs> 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 I, I remember watching it. I think it came out. I think originally it was out on a Monday evening and then it got moved to a Friday. <laughs> like, I don't ask me how I know this. <laughs> um, and I'd, yeah, I just remember I used to, yeah, I used to get to watch it and then it was like late bedtime on on bottom night. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, so standout, so for series one, what would you say? Have you got a standout episode that you like? Now, I'm not good at identifying which episode from which series, but. I still, to this day, there's a couple of ones that stand out for me. I love the first episode because it's just very much in your face and introduces it perfectly. I think I remember right that they come slamming in fruit door and marching in, talking about how they just failed to pull some birds, <laughs> which was brilliant. There's obviously the, the Christmas special where they've got gold Frankenstein and grr. Oh, there's another That's reference. Grr. Um, so you've got Mick Hucknall and Rick Mail doing grrs. <laughs> Um, the Halloween banana is obviously genius. Um, Carrot. Halloween. Oh, no. Oh, no, you mean him dressed up? Yes. Yeah. And then they had exploding banana, exploding yeah. carrots. Yeah, sorry, my bad. So one of my best ever fancy dresses I did um, with my ex-husband was he went out as Eddie dressed as the banana and I did Richie as the as the devil. Obviously, it's one of my most favourite. I'll find the picture of it. It's amazing. We, um, I used to have a friend called John. All my friends I used to have, it's like <laughs> I've said before, they all deserve me at some point. It was called John Muller. I used to call him Japanese John Muller because he had this obsession with Japan. You know, it's moved to Japan. I'm reminiscing now. Either way. Um, and uh, we were both obsessed with Bottom. And this is about when I was about 25. <laughs> Always funny. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we were about 25. And um, he looked a little bit like Rick Mail. And I'm oh. sort of overweight and bald, so I was able to be um, Eddie. And, uh, yes, we changed our names on, on Facebook to John um, Richard Richard Waller <laughs> and Terry Eddie Hitler Cook. Ah, how did life pan out for, for John that looked a bit like Rick Mail? He genuinely found his anime girl and I believe, I believe he moved to Japan. Oh, well, he's absolutely no use then. Okay. No. Maybe I'll try and get... I want a message in before my stag do when they said he come into the stag do and he said, who's stag do is this? And I thought this relationship has ended. Oh. oh. Um, but he was someone that had me crying with laughter regularly. If you're listening, Japanese, John, <laughs> we had good times. You're still fond memories. Um, but no, I, what was it about? But I mean, we can save more of this to when we actually do the... The, the bottom special. What was it about bottom that was that was so funny? Well, my my thing with it is, it's funny even in the titles. Even the title sequence <laughs> is funny, like when they're fighting on the bench and stuff like that. And and I was like the end sequence. But I think the reason why kids like it is it's just anarchic and it's kind of doing what they did in the young ones but just I don't know just to like at the time a slightly more modern take and it's almost I don't know it's just really good fun like they're cartoon characters um 
I'd kind of originally said it's not aged very well. And in some ways I stand by that. But one of the things I've really reflected on is the jokes on them though. And that's always really important. So they've got very problematic views uh, about society in general, but they are those characters where the jokes on them, it's a little bit like Alf Garnet. The joke always comes back and that's like really clever comedy when you do stuff like that. Um, So there's that. See, I and just then, like it because they punch each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't dissect it like that. I just like that they fall over and stuff. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'll end up ruining it for you. <laughs> oh, good. I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> My greatest comedy TV show of all time is about to be decimated. <laughs> No, um, I think my favourite episode from series one is Gas. Um, yes. Gas Man! <laughs> <laughs> and I really love the Gas Man. Hello, I've got three Jamita. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the next door neighbour. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah. The, the the line that sticks out for me is, but I want to get a look at Desi's hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they toured it. Did you know? <laughs> we'll cover that. We'll cover that in um, round ninety five. That'd be yeah. That'd be special. I'll look forward to that. I really will look forward to it. <laughs> but they are great, though. I know you saw them live, blah, 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 blah whatever, three right? Times, three times. Oh, screw you. Um, but they were awesome, weren't they, them specials? Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know, just that whole magic of the whole premise that they forget the lines. Uh, yeah. They kind of, I think they kind of made that a thing, doing that. Um, I think a lot of people have copied them with bloopers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I remember um I, I remember going and the, the key was when you went trying to see if they messed up at the same parts because they're always trying to work out was it scripted or not. Yeah. And I think some of it was, but they did genuinely mess up as well, which was I don't know, it's just that extra element of all oh, what they're gonna do. We don't know. And I think one of them actually punched the other one on stage one yeah. I think was it Rich Richie with um, Rick punched aid i think yeah i think that was bottom two when they're in jail yeah that was the same one where i think they said the joke i can't remember what they'd done but one of them said oh yeah so that's why Stephen fry turned us down <laughs> oh, like... oh um i'm beginning to realize why Stephen fry fucked off yes that's it it. <laughs> he was in a play with rick when he had his episode and he walked out of the theater that it was rick that he was starring with so that's a direct Attack. You just didn't know I was this geek about Rick Mail and Ed Edmondson, did you? No, I didn't. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, I've just had a I've just had a flashback to um I had an actual, you know, like one of those like cut things out and stick things in books. I had one of those just for just for Rick Mail. <laughs> I've just, just all of a sudden remembered it. I don't know where it is, thank God. Um <laughs> so yeah. Heroes. I had uh, a tape that I used to record Home and Away on, <laughs> but, but only Melissa George and Isla Fisher. Right. Okay. Was your was it your special tape? They said, "Do not, do not record." Over. 
very special tip. Well worn. Well, only at <laughs> certain points. <laughs> um, yeah. That was bottom as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems apt. That seems like that may have had something to do with it. Um, oh. But now, oh, smashing TV. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm looking forward to that show. Yes. Anything else? No, I, I covered them. But again, you could see that TV programs starting in '91, not great. The the only one I mean we spoke about Noel's House Pie and and um, even Big Break was good, you know, but as we said, you, it's tainted when you look back at who Jim Davidson is and uh, spoils it a little bit. But that's we've said before we've had that problem with a lot of stuff when we look back and and you realise it's hosted by a bigot or a, a misogynist or a racist or a paedophile or whatever. It's like just there, uh, got to take it for what it was at the time. Yeah, I think deep down we knew he wasn't really changing. Anyway. I didn't because I didn't know him from anything else. Um, it was only when I was sort of older and uh, I stumbled across some of his live shows. I'm like, this is the guy that used to do Big Brick. He was like this guy. Uh, yeah, very problematic man. And um, and that one. So I don't even know when I mentioned this, but I, I passed him in the street. <laughs> Past or harassed? <laughs> past him. One of the few celebrities I've walked past that I haven't gone, oh, can I have a photo? <laughs> just saying. I heard really, really sketchy things. Actually, no, the, the lawsuits will be back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move on. But I did, I also enjoyed Big Break. I liked him in the Generation game as well. Yeah. I think that's probably where I'm more familiar with him from the Generation game. Yeah. Although Bruce did that first, didn't he? Oh, yeah. God Love bless him. Yeah. Films then. Mm. Films from 1991. Now, despite the televisual side of it being rather dismal, uh, the, the musical side was rather good. It was a strong <laughs> film game in 1991, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I don't think, I think even if we don't agree to have the same list, we're still going to respect each other's lists. Yeah, I mean, I reckon at least six mine are from 1991. <laughs> You're confident? Yeah, I'm going over under at six. Cool. Are you going? You're going to go first. We can do. We can do. I, I've actually got these in the top ten as well. Um, I couldn't put the music into a top ten because I felt like there was too many. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 TV was just uh, they'd have been like a top three, and the rest would have just been lingering at number ten joint. Um, but the films, I can rank these fairly comfortably. And we're going in at number 10. We're going with the Hulk Hogan classic, Suburban Commando. i never seen it, never heard of it. In, in so many ways, it's utter trite, but a brilliant film. You know, one of those where it's yeah. nonsense. Um, and Terry Bollea, um, in typical Hulk Hogan wrestler fashion, just is a an alien from outer space that comes down and blows shit up while looking after a couple of kids. Hey, was it like a follow-up to, was he like Mr. Nanny or something as well? Um, that rings a bell, but it wasn't a follow-up to that. Well, at least I don't hey. believe it was. Um, that will be the only Hulk Hogan films that make it onto any of my lists, by the way, just to clarify um, that. I find that bizarre that there's a premise that he's looking after kids in both of those films. Mind you, I guess like 
kids watch wrestling i don't know anyway that's for me to, to ponder no it won't be the only hulk Hogan, only film that hulk hogan appears in, in this in this not well this episode it will but there was another one he appeared in um mm-hmm. and i believe it would have it would have been i've forgotten which one i'm gonna guess at rocky three Re- what he appeared in one of the Rockies. There was uh, it was either Rocky Three or Rocky Four, and he appeared in one of the Rockies. And um, it was a charity fight between Sylvester Stallone and Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan towered over Sylvester Stallone, and Sly's like, or Rocky's like, um, "Come on, we'll, we'll you know we're just going to spar a little bit." And then Hulk Hogan picks him up and throws him out of the ring. What? That yeah. can't be serious. Well, I thought it was. I'm having doubts now. Because, oh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm like really punching above because I've never seen any of the Rockies. Well, what the fuck's <laughs> this then? You're making my doubt myself or my Rocky knowledge when yeah, you've never sorry. seen any of the Rockies. It just doesn't seem a very Rocky thing to happen. How do all. you know if you've never seen any of the Rockies? <laughs> it's always like dead serious. So you can't pick someone up in a boxing match. It's frowned upon. It's It's a charity match. Okay. Right. I, I, I will be fully honest with you. At some point, I'm going to get you to watch the Rocky films during these, uh, oh during Decapod. Um, there's at least five awesome ones. Oh, good grief. Okay. Uh, yeah, so number 10 was Suburban Commando. Um, so, yes, we've got another Hulk Hogan film to come somewhere. We've also got a film with Macho Man Randy Savage to come and Rowdy Roddy Pack. There's a lot of wrestlers in films coming up. Oh, my goodness. I don't Macho- have to watch all the wrestling films, do I? Uh, possibly, because uh, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage was in Spider-Man, and I think it was the first one. I could be wrong. The one with Tobey Maguire. Uh, who else did I say? Rowdy Roddy Piper is a couple of films, but it was in They Live. That was a not really a horror, but you know, a horror type film. It's a in, um, in the spirit of wrestling, I might tag team someone in. <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm going to bring in a wrestling feature. Oh, lovely. Oh, you can have a five minute nap. I'll do my <laughs> wrestling feature and then you can return. Oh, lovely. Uh, anyway, number nine in my list. Um, now, anytime one of these films are released, they will appear in the list. Simple as that. Oh, even okay. if, even if it's possibly one of the worst of the series. So we have Star Trek Six: Undiscovered Country. Oh. Okay. We're going to move on from that because it's not one of the best ones, but it deserves <laughs> to be in. It cannot be in the top 10 of that year. Cannot not be in the top 10 of that year, which actually kind of ties us in nicely into number eight, which is another one which is not the, the, the best of the bunch. Um, but either way, number eight, Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare, a oh. nightmare on Elm Street. And it wasn't the final nightmare, well, called the final nightmare, but there was another one after it, uh, New Nightmare, and also Jason versus Freddy which were both better films. Take your word for it. Is that, another, gonna... is that another thriller? <laughs> it's thrillingly horrific. Yeah. Uh, we then come on to number seven, and I'm going to take a guess that you have this in your list. Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. There we but go. It's significantly higher. Ooh. Oh, the, ooh again. I don't do that on purpose. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred was a film that I first watched in 1991, oddly enough. 
Uh, and I used to fall asleep about halfway through every time. And it took about 17 attempts before I finally watched it all the way through. Um, I remember going to buy it in HMV and being underage to get it and being <laughs> like, Haha. What was it? We were 12? 15. 15. Oh. I reckon it would be. Have they started downgrading films now, though? I don't think it, I would reckon it would be a 12 now, but I distinctly remember it being a 15 when I went to get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine it being a 15 now, not we. I mean, Deadpool's a 15. No, it's not. It's an 18. One of Deadpool's is a 15. <laughs> I can remember because I got highly offended by the fact it was a 15. Like, this should not be a 15. There's <laughs> way too much stuff in here that is not appropriate for 15, but mm. either way. Anyway, going on to number six, we have the Adams Family. Yeah, I got that as well. That's a cracking film it's awesome i like i like adam's family values slightly better but i do think the first one is brilliant i like the the casting is spot on as well when we talk about on screen on screen crushes even morticia adams is is up in the the top hierarchy of, of my crushes so angelica houston not particularly morticia adams you know that, uh-huh. that character um but it's- I think Catherine Zeta Jones has just been cast as uh, for the next for the I think it might be Tim Burton doing it. Did he do the 91 one as well? Was that Tim Burton? I remembered I, that wrong. I don't know. I couldn't answer that. Okay. Join us for more <laughs> accurate <laughs> trivia next week on Decapod. Um <laughs> that's when we chuckle um okay number five bill and ted's bogus journey yeah also had it um and star of the film death so good so funny what i will say is when i saw this film and i wrote it down i suddenly realized i cannot remember it uh I know I love it, and I've since bought the Blu-ray, so I can go back and watch it again, and I haven't yet. But um, I, I can remember the first, unless I'm mixing them up. I don't know. But I, I, I can remember the first one quite clearly, but the second one is just, it's not sinking in. But I know I really enjoy the film, and I'm going to look forward to watching it again. Have you watched the new one yet? No. Because you were going to re-watch both, weren't you, and then be ready for the It's good. I've seen it since we spoke about it, liked it. Yeah, um, yeah. about three months ago, I said I was going to rewatch both and then the new one, and I've done them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <we>, research. <laughs> research king right here. Um, we then get on to number four, which is Hook. Yeah, uh, Hook, also my number four. Woo-hoo. Great minds. Yeah. Think alike once out of their realist. Yeah. It was a great film. I, used to, I read something the other day about... Uh, it was one magazine or another, uh, a genre magazine, saying that it was crap. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's awesome. It gets it a lot that it's it it gets panned <laughs> all the time. I didn't get that at yeah. first. Now I do. I'm still not overly laughing at it. Um, <laughs> but no, there's there's great uh, actors in it, and. Um, I don't know. I think it's a really heartwarming story. Yeah. It's just nice. And Poro, if again, spoilers for 1991, Poro Rufio. Oh, I know. Yeah. That might have been um that might have been one of the first film deaths of a I don't know what I mean. 
You subtly, you were quite subtle with it. I've just gone straight in with the spoiler. <laughs> the actual spoiler, he dies. Does he die? He does die, doesn't he? He gets stabbed, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure he dies. Yeah, he must die because yeah. that's what spurs Peter Pan to fly, if I remember rightly. No, uh, what spurs him on to fly is he remembers Jack being born. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I, now this I remember. Happy thought. Yeah. And then before that, there was telling him to, on the baseball game saying, run home, Jack. And then I got the cards yeah. on that to change. So, home run, Jack. No, no, Smith, <laughs> I've got it all wrong. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> I might know that film off by heart. I do like your impressions. <laughs> Most of your impressions. Um, there's one in particular I'm not overly keen on. <laughs> Uh, then we come on to number three, which is uh, one of the greatest horror films of all time. Uh, Silence. Could... Oh, okay. Yeah, right. W- were you going to guess Silence of the Lambs? No. Oh, okay. What would you have guessed then? <laughs> is that your number two? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Silence of the Lambs is number three. Right. Okay. What were you going to guess? guess? I think I can guess what your number <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at number one and number two? Right, okay. We're just going to take a slight pause here for a moment, <laughs> listeners, because Emma currently can't talk because she said the numbers one and two in succession. And obviously, number one implies we, and number two implies poo. So we'll just, just, we'll just hang fire for a moment. So talk about Silence of the Lambs, that great thriller. And <laughs> No, I've composed myself. Silence of the Lambs, amazing film. I want to know what you think I was going to say. <laughs> I, think it'll, I think it'll be your number one. So right. I'm going to save it. I'm going to guess it when you get to number one. Okay, I reckon you're wrong. I reckon what you think is my number one is actually my is number two. your number two. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense to anyone listening, then I think I'm mildly <laughs> impressed by you. Good so, luck with the edit. Yeah. Um, that's not getting edited. <laughs> I want them to hear your merriment at saying the number two. Um, Silence of the Lambs is pure, pure, unadulterated horror. It's a thriller, but it's... Uh... <laughs> Watching your face, right? Can we release video clips and just those bits of how your face changes when I say that? Because it's amazing. No, because um, then they'll get to see that I wear the same shirt every Sunday <laughs> when I do the recording. <laughs> It'll look like I've never changed. It's my Sunday shirt. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you actually saw Science of the Lambs? Because like, I was, I was about eighteen, I think. I was felt. A- Good age. I'm glad I watched it when I was 18 and not nine. I was. I don't know what age I was, but I was. I was probably around somewhat similar to that because I, as much as I enjoy horror films, even to this day they still terrify me. Uh, I don't handle them badly watching them, but when I was younger, they used to really, really yeah. bother me. Um, so I probably could have watched it, but you hear about Hannibal Lecter mm. and you see the picture with the mask on and. And certain other clips in it and whatnot. So yeah, I wouldn't watch it at the time, but it's it's horror. I mean, it's it's got elements of filler. It's got elements of like suspense and detective work, but it's horror. What did um? What did IMDb um? What it as? My number two. (laughs) IMDb, right? Here's the thing: they've never asked my opinion. 
Uh, and maybe if they'd asked my well. opinion, they may have corrected that. Maybe. Send it to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of my opinions. <laughs> In separate emails. Yes. So they have to open every single one. Yes. All right. So if you think, shall I say what I'm guessing your number one is because you think it's your number two? Yes. Okay, so I would have guessed your top one would have been Terminator 2. And what would my number two be? Oh, don't you know? Beauty and the Beast? It's, it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> uh, my number two is Terminator 2. Ah. Which is, there's not many films I would consider perfect films, but Terminator 2 is a perfect film. You can't find fault with it anywhere. It just, it just everything just sits perfectly, um, and also largely a horror film. It's basically a slasher. I um, kill a robot, runs around chasing people and killing them. It's effectively a slasher. I was really old before, so it never interested me. And I, and I had um, an ex boyfriend who was like, "We've got to watch it." God, we used to watch loads of films together. We put it on, and I ripped it to pieces so much that he actually went, "I'm turning it off." <laughs> and I've just said it's a perfect film. Yeah. What? How could you rip it to pieces? I just, um, I just giggled at a lot of the oh, dialogue. Right. <laughs> you see what? You see what? I just was had a giggle fit over. I mean, and I think every time. Um, Arnold spoke. I probably tittered at things and stuff, and I think I just did his head in. Hence, ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there there are some perfect films. Um, I'm not going to go through them all, partly because uh, we'll save them for other episodes, and partly because I can't remember them all. But uh, Terminator Two is one. Jaws it is clearly one. Jurassic Park is one. Mary Poppins is one. There's just some films there that you you can't. There is no fault with them. They're, they're perfect. Well, yeah. So you get to counter this when we when we're in the eighties because you know my all time favorite film is Blade Runner, and I would put that as it's a perfect film, and I know you not so much. No, do you know what? I would probably agree with you. I, I, you couldn't find fault in that film. It's just not a film I enjoy. Uh, and I, I don't think that a perfect film has to be your favourite film. You really are just trying to disagree with everything I say. Yes, even when you give me the option to say something that I've said previously, I then turn, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, so uh, uh, number two was, was Terminator 2. Oddly enough, I've just described it as a perfect film, but it's not actually number one. Which henceforth proves the point I was making previously because number one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. Uh, (laughs) I don't I don't know why I'm even surprised. It's a it's a brilliant film. They have super shredder. (laughs) Oh, oh, and I've completely forgotten this, right? Highlight of the show. Super Shredder was played by Diesel, aka Kevin Nash, the wrestler. Ah, there you go. Oh, in the um, in the TV series, wasn't it Uncle Phil that did the voice of that one, the, the blobby thing that you guys? I'm sure that was Phil Avery. I'm sure he was, or he might. Have been, I don't know. I think Phil Avery, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, is a voice in that show. I have no idea, but. In one of the remakes of Turtles, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one that was released a few years ago, 
one of I think it was Rocksteady, one of one of those. I, I may be wrong, but I think it was Rocksteady, was voiced by Seamus, who is also a wrestler. Ah. Oh. There's going to be a lot of wrestling. Right, so we need to market this to wrestling groups. I don't want to alienate all the other people <laughs> that, that come for the the you know the the intelligence and the the well thought out arguments. Yeah, but they'll have left us after episode one, so they're they're gone. <laughs> they're not here. <laughs> you know, they've got all the way for episode one. Or do you think they've got to the bit where if it's a villain arrives, wanking off a pig? No, I don't think they'll have got past um, Ballsack. Okay. (laughs) If you're still listening after Ballsack, then this podcast is actually for you. I think it's a perfect match. So, yes, that's my top 10 films. Um, And there are some stonkers in there. A couple of of not-so-good ones, as I mentioned, Star Trek and um, Freddy's Dead. But the two genres are are two... films that are just I've got to put them in if they're in if there was a film release that year by those it's go with him it's interesting um I can offer a couple of additions so I had um Father of the Bride which yeah. I, I love I still love it um I just really like um uh, Steve Martin um and the little guy, oh, what's he called? Martin Short. Is it Martin Short? Him. No idea. No. I do like Steve Martin. Um, then I like I like that. Um, not really much to say. It does what it says on the tin. It's a film about your daughter getting married. Um, meh. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Because that was quite a big event for us because that's when they were like releasing new Disney films. We'd had a lot of re-releases throughout our childhood and then boom, Bew and the Beast um, came uh, out. I feel like I should clarify, it wasn't a big event for me. Uh, it was. Just, uh, um, and uh, then I also had Times of Land, Blood and Ted, Adam's Family, Hook. Um, and I put this in just to be a re-knob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Delicatessen. Uh, <laughs> Which is a fab film, and I think it's by. If you've seen the film Amelie, it's by the same. <laughs> oh, if you've not seen Amelie, it's beautiful. I really recommend it, but it's subtitles, so you just have to be in the mood to read. Um, but it's the same director, and it's great. It's a really great film. I think it might have horror connotations. What's that called? Delicatessen. So you're bringing another horror film, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I. I'm 38 and I never watched a subtitled film up until earlier this year. I was very much, uh, I don't know if snob is the right word, but it's like I'm not watching subtitles. I want to watch the film. And and then I watched uh, a film, I think it was called Sputnik, which was about an alien. It was a Russian film and an alien had come down and and invested, what's the word, where the was ingested by a human and then came back oh. out and ate stuff. Anyway, Russian film. I'm like, I can watch films with subtitles. And it doesn't ruin the film. <gasps> now, so I'm now on a mission to watch all the film subtitles. So, yes, I will actually make a note to, to watch uh, Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Yeah. Amelie. Amelie's beautiful um, French film. Um, big fan of it. 
Um, and side number two, drop the thread. Number one is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Was there a Robin Hood recently with Russell Crowe? Yeah, we, not even worth talking I never about. watched it. We can discuss it in the special. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Don't take don't take the light away from from Alan. Um, I would just I'm just going to go in with why I I'm going to make a genuine case for Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. It is from an era where blockbuster, the summer blockbuster film was a was a big deal, and it's very hard to deny that many films did as well as that film did. It is problematic, sure. Robin Hood's American. <laughs> For no good reason. But little John has maintained his Derbyshire twang. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know why. I thought you were going to write down twang then. I thought I saw you grab for a pen. Um, and I just think Alan Rickman is possibly one of the best baddies. Um, I know you're going to counter this with other diehard, uh, but it's one of the best <laughs> baddies he's but then um, I found out an interesting written something down. Uh, that's not good for me. I um a lot of the lines that he had, he um he wrote with Ruby Wax, who's one of my heroes. So um about one of the most famous lines he says is he sort of says, um, meet my room at eight, bring a friend. Um Ruby Wax wrote that. Um and I just yeah, I know it's got Christian Slater in, who's just stunning. Um yeah. Um, fun fact about the whole Robin Hood sort of thing. So uh, it's another thing that I've probably nerd out on. Um, there is a version of the Robin Hood story where Maid Marian killed him. This has perked my interest. <laughs> my version? Where, where is this version? So with um, when you start going back um, into sort of... Things when things were written down, he get going back and back and back and back, and obviously, again, Robin Hood is one of those stories because um, it's folk, so it's come to be from someone telling their daughters, someone telling their daughters, granddaughters, and like that. Um, so when you go back to some of the earliest versions of that story, you learn about Maid Marian, who actually wasn't um, some maid in distress; she was actually quite cunning. Um, and sort of used Robin to get what she wanted and poisoned him um, once she'd got to his loot. So made Marion a bit evil, folk, some could say folk horror. Oh, my God, was that all that was leading up to? <laughs> no, oh. I'm just that quick-witted. It just comes That's natural. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my only sort of other thought about, like, just just think back on the cast, though, of that film. It's pretty phenomenal. Um, and, uh, and you just get, like, this cheeky little cameo from Sean Connery at the end as <laughs> Richard. And so, yeah, and then on top of everything else, you've got a Scottish Richard the Lion on. Wait, <laughs> I would my... just approve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um my um my fandom of Sean Connery was somewhat spoiled. I'm gonna spoil your Sean Connery fandom now. Um, because I'm gonna touch on your uh, misogynist nerves. Um in the there was an interview with him 
uh, and I forget who did it. It was it was a female. It was years ago, and she asked him uh, if he believed that if a woman steps out of line, is it right to hit her? And his response was yes. Oh. He says that. And so she's like pushed him on it. He says, well. Thing is, if she just won't shut up, the only way to stop a woman nagging is just to give her a slap. Wow. Okay. And from hearing that, it kind of spoils it a little bit. So you just need to watch it and just press stop just before they get married at the end and you'll be fine. What do I do for Bond? Nothing. It's a pile of shit. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we only have issues i think <laughs> i hate james bond i just think it's so dull yeah we get it you can shoot some people and knob people that's it <laughs> okay there's not oh we're gonna have to uh, golden eye that, that, that the only is there gonna be a dalton bond before Goldeneye. Oh, yeah, definitely before Goldeneye. Um, Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, and then from Pierce Brosnan, that's where they went on to, uh, oh, crap, what's his name? Um, Craig. Yes, Daniel Craig. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we get on with it. Um, but, yeah, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Prince of Peace. I've, I'm kind of, I keep bringing it up because I'm trying to remember who played his dad and I can't remember who played Robin of Lux's dad. Um, and, you know, you've got Morgan Freeman that just kind of hopped back with him, <laughs> over to England with him from the Crusades. Who played his dad? Was it Brian Blessed? I think it was Brian Blessed. I don't know. I'm still uh, shaken by the Bond comment. I'm so sorry. I've got no filter, as you know by now. So just <laughs> like what was in my head. I could have uh, I could have uh, broken that to you a bit more gently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've got there's some epic series here. That, I mean, I'm people could listen to this, I could probably assume that I'm your sort of your stereotypical bloke because I talk about Rocky and, and Die Hard and Bond and this kind of stuff. But there's some epic series. And you've just argued with me about Rocky, about whether Hulk <laughs> or was it, after never having seen it. Last week, you refused to watch any Die Hard. This week, you're telling me that Bond's a, quote, pile of shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and we've heard your feelings already on Star Trek. The greatest horror genre of all time is sorry, the greatest film genre of all time is clearly horror. And you've <laughs> actually you love horror. Every 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 time we do an episode, you're dragging the horror up. Silence at Lambs, Terminator 2, <laughs> Adam's Family, Drop Dead Friends. Adam's Family's a comedy. <laughs> look look at the characters. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not a horror day. It's horror, it's, it's horror comedy. Uh, I'm saying hook is next. I mean, it doesn't have a hook for a hand. Well, I guess it's got, you'll go, yes, but it's got child kidnapping it. I hadn't thought of that. Good point. <laughs> I was just going to go with it's got a hook for a hand. That's a classic horror trope. It's called hook. A, kid, <laughs> a child gets stabbed to death. <laughs> 
it's so why did they have to write that didn't that didn't need to happen yeah i suppose you you know that you couldn't have Peter Pan and Rufio, they would have fallen out at some point. There would have been like a fight to the death to rule the Lost Boys. <laughs> but maybe that maybe that was the original plan and then they had to tone it down a bit. Yeah, but tone it down. He still got stabbed just by a different person. Yeah, but it's not like bare knuckle fighting. No. I also want to give a shout out. It's not on my list, but I've just remembered it. Hot Shots, I believe, was nineteen ninety. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked I liked Hot Shots. And I remember going to see Hot Shots part de at the cinema, which would be probably probably 92. They came out quite close together, I think. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And also Double Impact, which is oh. a, a genre. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, uh, there's like, these things aren't even good. Like, number one and number two and Double Impact, you know, they're not even good. Either way, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's crap, <laughs> right? But it's brilliant because he plays two characters. And, oh, and I'm guessing you've never seen it. No. He, he, he plays two characters. And for 1991, in, in terms of special effects, it's really good. But you can just tell, like, it's just been shot differently and put next to each other. And they just kind of look past each other all the time oh. when they're talking. <laughs> and it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme at his best and worst acting ever. Um, so no, it won't ever make it onto a top 10 list, but it's in so many ways it's appalling, but in so many ways it's so much fun. Right. I'll put it on the I'll pretend to write it on my to watch list then. <laughs> Sleeping with the enemy was also 1991, I believe, with Julia Roberts. Oh, I've never seen that, but for no for no good reason, I will put that on my list to watch. Because I love Julia Roberts. I mean it's kind of horror. It's <laughs> Stalking, there's a lot of stalking going on and abuse. That would be thriller. Yeah, all right, I'll let you have that one. Um, so, I'll let you have that one. I'll take Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Well, you have to take that with IMDb, not me. Um, so do you want some news stories from 1991? Hold on, I'm just writing down email <laughs> IMDb hyphen all opinions. <laughs> yeah. Underlined it and everything. Excellent. Not just the opinions about films either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, so some news stories. 1991, the year the Gulf War started. Yay! (laughs) Helen Sharman was the first British person to go into space. Um, And I like that. She came and visited my secondary school and did a little talk um, about going into space. So I was like spotting her name. I've written down Terry Waite, and I assume he was freed uh, in 1991 as well. I did. Oh no, Terry Waite dash F. So I think <laughs> Terry so, Waite dash F. Yeah. Well, I think freed. Freed. F for freed. Um, and then I've also put David Icke. Um, it was the year he did his whole Son of God. Thing and everyone was like, "Is is is David okay?" <laughs> I I don't know of this. What right. is this? You'll have to explain this to me. So, um, you know who David Icke is? Yeah, yeah. So he kind of all of a sudden just started. 
it kind of like a conspiracy theorist, theorist a little bit ahead of his time, started saying things like, I, th- I can't remember whose show he was on, was, was claiming he was son of God. Um, I think he might be a flat earther. Um, that kind of thing. There's another conspiracy theory that he's got. He's He got t- his YouTube channel recently got taken down. Um, it was a notable red flag with one guy I was talking to on a dating website um, last year. He was heavily campaigning to have David Icke's views put back online because he felt they were very important. I thought, I don't think I want to meet you in person. <laughs> you don't you don't see my kind of person. So that's about, I've not really given you much more than that because um, if I'm honest, I'd only written down David Icke's sort of God and I hadn't got any more than that. <laughs> I mean, I, I can follow that up with two stories. Um, one is that uh, I, I was on a driving lesson once uh, with a flat earther. I didn't know he was a flat earther because we were trying to do hill starts. And I mentioned <laughs> that when we're doing hill starts, it's a bit harder because gravity pulls you down. Apparently, gravity is not a thing. And yeah. that was where we went down the rabbit hole of him telling me about uh, a flat earth and there's no gravity and this. I'm like, oh, just God. fucking drive. You know, it's like, I don't want a debate about whether the earth is round. I want you to do the hill start. But yeah, he asked me not to refer to gravity anymore in driving lessons. I'm like, I generally don't. (laughs) You know, it's just relevant on, just because I mentioned it on this hill start, try to explain it to you, but it's fine. I says, what do you want me? It's like, talk about the car being heavier than air. I'm like, all right, the car's heavier than air, so it's going to roll back. Oh my God. Did you sack him off? No. (laughs) I said sack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we passed first time, uh, <laughs> obviously, because um, he had a better understanding of hills than most people. <laughs> um, I was a DVSA, I like to call them gradients. Sorry, uh, in joke, listen to my other podcast to, <laughs> to get that. <laughs> On uh, the thing of the Son of God, I once wrote a story, uh, a novel, if you like, well, it was a novel, uh, about the second coming and uh, the man's name was Terry, oddly oh. enough. Uh, uh, and he was driving home from work and he had a near-death experience. And when he got home, Terry was already in the house. He came face-to-face with himself. And then I can't really remember what happened, but he discovered that it was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh. So then later turned out to be a TV programme, which aired on ITV, uh, I can't remember who starred in it. Either way. Um, but yeah, so I think they found the script that I'd written and yeah. stole it. Oh, bad times. It took the horror aspects out of it. But oh, okay. Whatever. That was probably wise. Um, and then I already mentioned this in the music section of the show, but I feel like it was the biggest news story of 91 was Freddie Mercury dying. Um, and I always remember primary school assembly our um, teacher deputy head teacher Mr Robertson uh, got his guitar out and did a really sad sort of (laughs) (laughs) rendition I can't it might have been We Are The Champions where you could just see a little piece of him was a bit broken that day Um, and uh, yeah I always really remember that and I remember my dad being really, because he was a massive Queen fan as well. But then they had the Freddie Mercury concert as well. And I don't know whether they did that in 91. I think they did. I think it was the same year because it was almost supposed to be like a Live Aid tribute almost because people often say Live Aid was Queen's concert. 
um yeah so I just sort of remember that as well being a massive thing and being really aware so as a kid a lot of stuff like that passes you by when when people die and so I think it was impossible to not know he had died I don't think I did <laughs> For fuck's sake. I think it I, I said before I was a very sheltered life it took me a few years to settle in my stuff I don't really recall it I can remember my mum being upset and playing uh, I think it was it was a Queen CD I seem to remember it was blue uh, Made in so, Heaven oh yeah okay and he's, he's like that was, yeah. I just did another visual thing yeah. for yeah uh, and we're playing that over and over again and not really getting why um, Maybe I'm younger than I think I am. Maybe I was about five in 1991. No, because we were the same age. Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe there's there's a, a mix-up somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And so that was 91. Anything? Uh, did you got any births from 1991? No. You did births last year. No one was born in 1991. Okay, uh, moving swiftly <laughs> oh, on. No, oh, <laughs> Pixie Lot. Pixie Law. Yeah. <laughs> that that rings a bell. Is she, is she some sort of singer? Yeah, she's right. some sort of singer. <laughs> some sort of singer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so give us your final thoughts, your final reflections on 1991. Um, it was awesome. I I just, I would um, disagree on the TV a little bit. Uh, I was loving some of those sitcoms and things very much childlike humor and things like that so i've got that um the music to me i think you said this earlier like night night you're like yeah this is good and night one came along and like hey who's this guy and <laughs> this set of music because this is brilliant um uh, and robin and prince of thieves in the in the film um it's just brilliant. just can't be beaten can it be beaten what what can 92 possibly bring that 91 hasn't got i'm about to ask you that so how would you rank the music out of 10 for 1991 oh an eight an eight how would you rank tv (laughs) uh about seven seven how would you rank films it's a, it's a solid 10. It's a 10. It's, 10. it's got everything. Okay. Uh, I would say music, probably about an eight. I'll probably say about a five for TV. And if you took the bottom out of that, you're probably looking at a two or a three. <laughs> and film, I would say nine. And I think, I don't know, the only reason I'm saying nine is, if I'm being honest, is because the entries I've included around Nightmare on Elm Street and Star Trek are at the top of the uh... tree there. Um, so if you could swap Nightmare on Elm Street 6 with either One or Dream Warriors or even a new Nightmare and maybe swap Star Trek to The Search for Spock or The Rafa Khan, then that'll, that'll be a 10 for me. Wholesome or Father of the Bride. Or Father of the Bride. <laughs> so similar scores, but I'm going to ask you this one as well. Music, do you think 1992 will be higher or lower than an 8? I think it keeps getting better. I oh, I don't know if it'll be higher than an eight. I, oh, so it's going to stay the same. It's not going to be oh, worse. I've done, I've done a plus sign now. <laughs> I'm scribble my plus sign out and put a. And then I could look like a minus. I'm going to scribble the minus out and write same. Yeah. <laughs> Solved it. 
Um, so <laughs> see if you can guess what question I'm going to ask you next. Do you reckon TV will be the same, which I didn't give you the option previously and you chose it, so whatever, the same, higher or lower than a seven? I think it's going to be lower. Lower. No I'm bottom. Gonna, I'm going to write lower than bottom. Uh, films, well, do you reckon, can't be higher. Do you reckon it'll be the same or lower than lower. a 10? Lower. Lower. Because no Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> oh, the look again. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's season two, we can, uh, we'll do some of these live. <laughs> and we've got some actual <laughs> listeners and stuff. Um, and we'll just... who's, whose house <laughs> shall we do them in for our seven listeners? Well, <laughs> probably, I don't know. We'll rent a, <laughs> we'll rent a shed. <laughs> I'm just looking at my couch. You could squeeze, you could squeeze five on my couch, two on the floor. I mean, that's where we're going. It's clearly not a visual podcast at the moment, but. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued. What is that blue fluffy thing behind you? <laughs> that is um is a, is a decoration um uh, for my son's third birthday. So not even this year's birthday. Um and I just like how it looks on the lamp, so I've left it there rather than take it down. I've been wondering for a while what it is, but we've kind of moved into the visual representation of the podcast. So I thought it was a relevant time to ask that question. Yeah. We'll get a picture of it in the show notes. Yeah. It could have its own... No, it can't have its own part because it doesn't talk. could have been like... <laughs> the, the, an, an, I can't say it. Inanimate object can have its own feature in the show. Yeah. Okay, this is a level we reach, ladies and gentlemen, on episode two. <laughs> Official episode two, because we have 0.5. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on 1991? And yes, I was checking that as I read it. <laughs> I said it repeatedly for the last two hours. Uh, no, phenomenal. And, I, and you know this, I really loved, once I got into the lists, I was very, very excited to come and talk about it. And yeah, it's been good fun. What, what's interesting for me on this one is, is episode one, so 1990, um, we had very similar thoughts throughout, little differences about stuff, but it was overall similar. This one is very much the same. It's overall similar, but with a few glaring yeah. differences. Uh, Robin Hood, Men in Thieves, clearly. and um, <laughs> Robin Hood, Men in Thieves. Robin Hood, Men in Thieves. <laughs> for those listening... It's uh, 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> Robin Hood, Men in Thieves, and then the other whatever ones I said. So I just find it interesting that generally the consensus is the same. Maybe it's because we're just starting to get a little bit more familiar with each other so we can feel like we can say, no, fuck off, you're wrong. <laughs> maybe we just held back a little bit. So maybe by the time we get to episode like 17, we're going to be all out war. Yeah, it would just be separate audios. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Record them and send them to each other to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, so join us for that, because that'll be fun. <laughs> but no, I mean, even just looking at the scores there, they're all, they are quite similar. My concern, and, and this is probably sums up my life, is that <laughs> I don't want to give it top scores, because then it means it can't get better. I, yeah, I want it to, to get 11. better. What, a 10? <laughs> 
This goes up to 11. Oh, wrestling reference. We're going to finish on a wrestling reference for you. There's a journalist, uh, a wrestling journalist called Dave Meltzer, and he ranks wrestling matches out of five. But he's recently started giving them six out of five and seven out of five. And someone recently made the comment, he said, what if all this time he's been marking them out of 10 and he just really dislikes wrestling? <laughs> Which <laughs> just really made me chuckle. So, yes, we, we will wrap up on a wrestling reference. So I'm going to hand over to you. As always, I did the marvellous introductions with Sup B. We dropped loads of bombs today. It was really dope. And we did some damn skippy stuff, lots of chinny and dudes. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to, to the magnificent Emma Morgan to uh, wrap up the show and send us out on a high note. Oh, wonderful. So this was the year that was 1991. Um, we had amazing music. There was Jason as Joseph. There was Deep, Deep Trouble. Um, then we had some average telly. Um, but we both know that peaked, peaked with our bottom um, chat and the icing on the cake that was 1991 um, was obviously the wonder that was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And if we only remember 1991 for one thing, let it be that. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for <laughs> You always made me laugh at the end bit. Uh, <laughs> Terry's absolutely seething. <laughs> that's how I'm going to sort of end it you know but it was that's what it will be remembered for 1991 Robin Hood Prince of Thieves um, but yeah join us for next week when we get into 1992 and I find other ways to wind Terry up and find more thrillers for us to talk about together did you read that from a script <laughs> you, you look like you were reading it from a script I was um, checking off my note and I was coming up with stuff as I looked at um, bits and bobs on my piece of paper. Genuine. Okay. Thanks, seven listeners. That was all right, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, <sighs> um, turbo social, turbo social, um, um, <laughs> but he gets quite snippy, not bad. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, man, what's the worst that could happen?